You're listening to the new Mutual Audio Network. Welcome home. The following audio drama is rated G for general audience. Welcome to Bells in the Battery, episode number five, originally released November 16th, 2005. Hello and welcome to episode five of Bells in the Bat Free. I'm your genial host, John Bell, and everybody is very excited here because we're having a special guest come into the studio in just a few minutes. He's not here yet. He's expected any second now. James Brown. James Brown, the king of soul, the hardest working man in show business. Am I excited about this? I tell you, I feel good. Just like I knew I... Okay, wait till he gets here. Anyway, James Brown coming in any second now. Mrs. Schmackelheimer will let me know the moment he gets here. In the meantime, I guess we need to wrap up something from last week. Our resident scientist and inventor, Arnie Kunchpard, was toying around with his time machine. Things went wrong, and now there are a thousand of them. At least there were last week. Maybe because this is a new episode, everything's back to normal. You know, like on television. That would certainly be nice. I heard him puttering around in his laboratory. Let's uh, let's go over and see if uh, everything is back to normal. Arnie, how are things in here? Oh, just standing, Mr. Bell. I guess things aren't back to normal. <laughs> whoa, whoa, wait, 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 wait. You're going to have to pick somebody to talk to me. Just one person, please. Okay, I guess that would be me. Just one person, please. Okay. Mr. Bell, you gotta help me. I thought it'd be interesting to have like a thousand me's, but they're driving me crazy, and I'm going broke. Going broke? What do you mean? Well, let me see. How can I best explain this? <laughs> My name is Ernie Kunchpart, and I used to be a loner. Then I built a time machine and pulled a major boner. I sent myself back in time to myself I could meet. Now there is a thousand me's, and all I do is me. It's a temporary temporal phenomenon. The problem that I have goes on and on. Feeding all these me's has me on my knees. I guess this problem isn't a common one. They'll leave me out of house and home sooner or later. They've cleaned out the pantry and refrigerator. There's nothing left at all to eat. They've cleaned off every shelf. Now that I see just who I am, I try to avoid myself. It's a temporary temporal phenomenon. The problem that I have goes on and on. I got my present, past, and future, and everyone's a moocher. I want to get a plane and start bombing them. Hey, what's for dinner? We're hungry. And now, while we're waiting for James Brown... Hi, home, oh, Brown. hi, Brad. Uh, this is Brad Montworth, our director hi. of advertising and marketing. Doing? Brad, oh, I'm oh. doing the podcast right now. Yes. Is this important? Oh, this is ultimately important. I had to bring this to your attention immediately. I've got a great idea for marketing. Going to make us a bundle and make a name for this show. All right, Brad, spill it. What's your big idea? Well, you know the TV show Medium is going to have a 3D episode. They do that every once in a while. They did mm-hmm. it in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. Yeah. You wear the special glasses... And you have these 3D effects, you know, things just keep going at your face. Right. You, know? you can duck, oh my goodness, yeah. this 3D stuff, it's coming out the Brad, screen. Brad, go oh on, I, I know how it works, oh, just go yeah. on. Well, anyway, okay, I thought, why don't we push 
a 3D podcast. What? Everybody would have to have special headphones to hear it in 3D. Now, wait a minute. minute. What do you mean a 3D podcast? How does that work? I'm glad you asked. And I'm sorry I asked. Here's the announcer to tell you all about it in this special promotional audio that I worked up. Okay, hit it. Mel's and the Bat Free presents the first ever 3D podcast. That's right. This is what an ordinary podcast might sound like if you don't have the special patented 3D headphones. Hey, Charlie! Is that you way over there? Yes, it's me! What do you want? Have you got my chicken? Whoa, what an interesting plot is developing. But it sounds so dead, so lifeless, so 2D. But put on your Bells in the Battery 3D headphones, and this is what that same scene sounds like. Hey, Charlie! Is that you? Way over there! Yes, it's me! What do you want? Have you? My chicken! Yes, I do! Can you toss it to me, Order your special bells in the battery 3D headphones right now. Remember, 90 days, same as three months. Order them now. $19.95 a payment. Three payments of $19.95. If you don't order your headphones now, you cannot hear the program in 3D. What do you think, Mr. Bell? Wasn't that amazing? We're going to sell a mass of those special 3D headphones. They need I... the headphones to hear the 3D effect? Well, yes, it's impossible to hear it in that 3D effect without the but 3D... But we just heard the 3D effect. Well, yeah. Without... I, um, no. Um, the headphones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so they don't really need the headphones, do they? No. And you're going back to your office to think of something else now, aren't you? Yes. Thank you, Brad, for your helpful suggestions. You're welcome, Mr. Brown. And let's move along now with this week's episode of Mr. Wizard. Good morning, everybody, and good morning to you, Billy. Good morning, Mr. Wizard. I need to explain to you, Billy, and to the listening audience, just why I'm talking to you over this walkie-talkie. Go ahead. Billy is located about a mile away from where I'm standing. The reason we're so far apart is because we're going to demonstrate the difference between the speed of light and the speed of sound. I can hardly wait, Mr. Don't Wizard. Don't butt in, Billy, please. Sorry. Oh, where was I? Oh, yes. Uh, my good friend Billy will help me conduct this experiment with the items I left with him. Ready for the first experiment, Billy? A-okay and Roger. Let's can the cliches. What do you say, Billy? Okay, fine. Good. Now, now, first, blow that air horn. Right. We heard the horn on the walkie-talkie right away because radio travels at the speed of light, but... Ah... Uh, now, now we hear the actual sound from the distance. See how long it took to reach us? 
Okay, Billy, now turn on that bright light. Got it. Ah, look, we saw the light instantly, even this far away. Now, let's have a race. We'll create a light and a sound at the same time and see how long it takes each to get this far. Uh, Billy, what does the timer say on that big box next to you? Uh, five seconds, Mr. Wizard. Good, what good. That low-yield just... nuclear device nuclear should device? create Mr. quite Mr. a flash Mr. and Mr. noise, Wizard, not to mention a bit of a breeze. Wizard, so let's turn off the radio things. and wait for the... Ah, there's the flash. Uh, never look at a nuclear flash, kids, directly. That's bad for the eyes. And in a second, we should hear... There's the boom! My goodness, Billy sure has got a good set of lungs on him. Here comes the shockwaves, but we'll learn about them on a future program. And this is Mr. Wizard saying bye-bye! James Brown, the hardest working man in show business, is in the studio. He's only got a few minutes, but uh, he promised he'd do an interview with me. So all I can say is, James, hey! 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 Now, James, we want you to be comfortable. Uh, would you like to play a game? A little twister, perhaps? I don't know, but whatsoever I play, it's got to be fucking. Okay, we'll pull out the Monopoly board in just a minute. Uh, how about some coffee? Would you like some? Please! 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 Okay, sure. Hold out your cup here. Now, now careful. Careful, it's hot. Oops! Ow! Oh, I'm sorry, James. Ow! Sit down, James. James. Sit down! James, listen, um... I'm sorry, James. Look, I'll throw you this towel. Can you catch it? Watch me! Okay, James, here it comes. I got it. Oh, you dropped it, James. Watch me! I'll throw you another one. Here. I got it. James, what is your opinion of the current state of talk radio? Just talking loud and saying nothing. I've heard that you've traveled extensively south of the border. Have you picked up any of the language? Uh, can you speak any Spanish for us? Get past the people. Get past the hitmen. Okay. Ah! Oh, I'm sorry, James. Here, let me help you up. Uh, did I hurt you? Let me make it up to you. Would you like a snack? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What would you like? Popcorn. All right, here. Take this bag of Orville Redenbacher. Papa's got a brand new bag. And because it's brand new, watch out. It's really hot. Ah! Now, James, remember who warned you? Yeah. Darn right I did. Well, James, we're almost out of time. I hope you've enjoyed this interview. Why did it happen this way? And regardless of your coffee and popcorn burns, I gotta ask, how do you feel? Hey! Thank you, James. Let's go play Monopoly. And now, with views on the news and movie reviews, here's Cy I must preface this commentary with the fact that I'm usually the very last person to embrace any new fashion trend. And the fact that my wife says, you gonna wear that? Every time I leave the house, 365 days a year, should confirm this. My lack of trendiness overflows into my home decor, which consists mainly of lazy boys and TV trays set in front of the television. So I normally avoid and ignore anything that Europeans send over here for the hoity-toity celebrity set to jump on. However, I just read about the invasion of black bathroom tissue. Think about that for a moment. Black bathroom tissue. I assume it complements your bathroom's early mortuary motif. It may be oh so pleasingly goth to have this hanging on your spindle, but the obvious question arises. How do you know when the job is done? I mean, the paper's black. This doesn't allow for a lot of contrast between the paper and the task at hand. And every application of the aforementioned paper is a roadmap leading to the completion of the primary task. So, how do you know when the paperwork is completed? Several methods spring to mind. The least objectionable of which involves consumable dyes and infrared lighting. The most objectionable is a method I don't even want to think about, much less risk voiding, so to speak, RPG rating to describe. So let's just move right along to my movie review which is about an Australian gym called 
Undead, which you're sure not to see in the local theater. So go rent it from whatever store you know that carries the non-mainstream oddball movies. This is one funny zombie movie with the added bonus of aliens thrown into the mix. And it wasn't only hilarious, but occasionally so scary, I was glad I had my black bathroom tissue handy. That's my two cents worth, and somebody owes me change. Thank you, Cy. Illuminating as always. Well, that was a great interview with uh, James Brown. I'm glad he could stop by. We have one more interview coming up in just a second. Hi, Mr. Bell. Oh, hi there, Arnie. Yeah. Um, You seem to be alone <laughs> yeah, now. I certainly am, Mr. Bell. Well, what happened? Well, I got rid of all the other Arnies. Got rid of them for good. You didn't do anything drastic oh, or any. No, 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 no. It's nothing like that. I couldn't help but notice when Mr. James Brown came in, he had this huge entourage. All sorts of people doing all sorts of stuff for him wherever he went. Well, I thought it was such a huge entourage, he wouldn't notice just a few hundred or thousand extra people in his entourage. You mean that when James Brown left the studio... All the extra Arnie's went with him. And you don't think anybody would, like, notice them? Oh, no, 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 no. They'll fit right in. They'll just blend right in. Nobody will ever notice that anything is amiss. Gee, that kind of staggers the imagination to think what it must be like for all the Arnie's to be working for James Brown. Thomas Brown has got five minutes to showtime. Groovy! My man James will be there or be square! Word! Yeah, you're right. They'll probably fit in perfectly. Yeah. And now, Arnie, if you don't mind, I do have another guest coming. Oh, so, I can take a hint. Sure. Fine, okay. My next guest is an actual Texas cattleman from Houston, Texas. His name is Rex Remington. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Rex Remington. Just call me Tex. Partner. Well, Tex, you are a rancher. I'm not just any rancher. Uh -huh. I'm a riblet rancher. What is a riblet rancher? Well, have you ever gone to one of these trendy restaurants and ordered riblets? Right, riblets. They're not ribs. No. They're riblets. Right. And what's the difference? Well, they're smaller. Right, they're much smaller. Much smaller. So regular ribs come from regular cows. And riblets come from? Itty bitty cows. So you raise... Itty bitty cows? Yes, we riblet wenches call them cowlets. Cowlets for riblets, I see. Well, uh, so you have a herd of these cowlets? Oh, yes, several thousand head of cowlets. Out roaming the range, I assume. Oh, no, that's not necessary. They don't take up that much room. I keep them in the garage. You keep a thousand head of cattle in your garage? Not cattle, cattlets with cowlets. For riblets. Oh. Do you understand? Yeah, I think I get the idea. Would there. you like to see them? See them? You have them here? Oh, yes. I keep them out in my minivan when I travel around. That's what we call a cattle drive. Oh. I drive them around. I got that. So you're going to actually... Bring them in, Zeke! <laughs> oh, you, you've got to be kidding. Here, bossy. These are cows? They look like little white and black Cowder. spotted... Cats. Oh, yes, they're cowlets, all right. They're and cute. these are where riblets come from. Yes, indeed, riblets come from cowlets. Well, that's amazing. They they don't take up a whole lot of space. Oh, no, very little space. Very little food. Would too, you right? recommend people raising cowlets in their homes? Well, they don't mind the smell, for one thing. And you also have to be very careful because cowlets are kind of touchy. No sudden noises, you know. Oh, why? What would... Mr. Bell, I had another great idea. Don't slam that... Oh, no. Stampede! Where did all these cats come from? They're not cats. They're cows, and they're heading toward the water cooler. Stop it before... Leave them over this way. I've got a net. Here, Kitty Kitty. 
kitty, 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 this way, this way. They're not cats. Yeah, they're not ready. Come on, girls. Come on in. Oh, dear. They're heading towards that corner. We can trap them as long as nobody opens the door. Hi, everybody. Close the... Hey, where'd all the cats come from? They're, they're not, not cats. Really close the door. Come on, little critters. Come on. Have a nice trap. <laughs> well, this was certainly an unexpected turn of events. I'm terribly sorry. Oh, no need to apologize. I'm fine. I have two more. Two more? Yes, they breed like rabbits. Oh. I'll be back in business in no time. So you can just keep the ones that are wandering around in your building here, wherever what? they might be. You mean we're keeping them? Yes, they're yours. Thank you for but, your time, Mr. Bell. But, Goodbye. but, Goodbye. oh, um, well, it would appear that we have quite a few new pets wandering around the building here. Somewhere. What's that smell? I think I'm heading home. Yeah. Goodbye, everybody. Yeah, I'll me too. So long, boy. Well, that concludes episode five of Bells in the Bad Free, written and performed by John Bell and copyright 2005 by Same. If you know of anybody out there who'd like to purchase some very small cows, oh, here they are now. Hey, hey, don't nibble on that. Don't. That's that's not grass. That's a rug. Okay. Uh, just have them contact me. Down. Down, bossy. Down. So until next time, this is John Bell saying, Yippee-i-yo, Kaye. It's a miniature moo cow phenomenon. These bite-sized bovines go on and on. Just say the word and this itty-bitty herd can be in your home in time for Ramadan. Okay, that's a pretty stupid run. Never mind, just forget I said it. Think of all the things that cause you stress every day. Traffic, the office, the family. All this stress causes headache pain. When you feel a stress headache coming on, reach for new, improved Calmofed. But aspirin upsets my stomach. Don't worry. There's no aspirin in Calmofed. And caffeine makes me jittery. No problem. There's no caffeine in Calmofed either. I just don't trust all those buffers and extra ingredients. Chill out, you big weenie. Huh? There are no artificial ingredients or chemicals in Calmofed. Okay? Oh, okay. Give it here. I'll try some. Uh, let me pull out the cotton and... Hey, hey, the cotton's the only thing in the bottle. That's right. Just stick it in your ears. Oh, okay. Now the stress that causes headaches is gone. Isn't that right, you paranoid wimp? What? Calmofed. Absolutely no artificial ingredients. No harmful ingredients. No ingredients at all. What? Use only as directed. Do not use in the path of heavy machinery. Calmofed. Don't you feel calmer already? <laughs> <laughs>